0: Hello and welcome to the Dumb Ace podcast, uh the the twice a year podcast. No, I'm kidding. Uh I'm here with my co-hosts, uh Michael and Marcus. Yes, it's
1: been, it's been a long time. It has been a really long time. And
0: I take full blame for that. <laughs> because yeah, I and bad we're going to give that. you
1: full blame for that one. We're going to give you the
0: full blame for that
1: one. Harsh, but accurate.
0: Okay, so today uh we're going to try something a Wikipedia. bit different where um this episode we're actually going to be talking about a specific topic we wanted to try and do some experimenting with the podcast where uh we're going to take the name of the podcast which is dumb aces and actually make it into kind of the concept and the structure for the podcast which is going to be uh one person's going to be explaining a topic and discussing a topic with the other dumb aces uh so that's how that's hopefully going to work if you all have suggestions uh if you're in the video format let us know what you think of this uh just we're all just trying new things today it's a fun little experiment. Actually, before we go, I'm going to give a little treat to the video podcast people. Uh, before I ask this question to Michael and Marcus, they can't see me right now, which is good. But That's I have <laughs> basically a majority of the COD games all right here in my hand. This is almost all of them. Oh Just to give God. y'all a this context. This is dumb. I've
1: literally never he's, he's owned a, a COD game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is a context of how many COD games there are, and that's actually going to be our first question uh, for you two that I just wanted to see if y'all could guess, because I know Marcus doesn't know the answer to this, and uh, try try not to look this up, I can't control if you do, because I'm we're already in quarantine. On Wikipedia, can I, look, man, you, can can I, I mean, look up how many I, there are? No, because that's the question. You ready, guys? Should I get, ready, should I get on oh, okay. the first, No, get do on not Wikipedia? look at Wikipedia for this question. Here's the first God question. Is. How many Call of Duty games are in the mainline franchise? And by mainline, that means games that aren't like Call of Duty Mobile, that aren't like remasters of old ones. How many are just in the main storyline, in the main line of COD? Twelve. Okay, Marcus, what's your answer?
2: Um, I'm gonna go fifteen.
0: And, is that both of your final answers?
2: I, guess, I was I didn't gonna know, say I, seventeen. I didn't, I didn't try to count, I just didn't. I was I
0: gonna say
1: seventeen, but I'm going
0: twelve. Michael, you want a chance to change That's, it? Because I'm gonna give yeah, you both Michael. one chance. Do y'all want a chance to change it?
2: Uh, I'll go 16.
0: Okay, Michael, you got a final answer? Or you're sticking with your 12. You know what? I'm sticking with my 12. Okay, so the real answer is there are 18 Call of Duty games. Are you kidding Ooh. me? 18. And that's not... Let me point this out. That's not even including side games such as Call of Duty 2, Big Red 1, and stuff like that. That's just mainline sure. games. That's too...
1: Wait, okay. Actually, I'm just looking this up. Wait, so I don't... Actually, you, you finished this up, but I, I, I found that the movie, the game franchise started in um 2003 they're 18 that means it's been over a game per
0: year precisely average. and actually this photo <laughs> i sent you is missing the latest one but it has call of duty big red one uh, i don't count call of duty big red one as a mainline game a lot of people tend to same thing with roads of victory uh but i'm including modern warfare in this and it, it's it's a tricky number to go by because so many different versions of the game came out and actually like for example my first call of duty game was uh call of duty world at war on the wii <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: Wii is not the type of platform i associate call of duty with
0: oh precisely i mean this was in the phase where where activision which is the company that publishes these call of duty games was like hey let's just put every call of duty game on Onto some form of a Nintendo console. So you end up getting games like Black Ops 1 for the DS, and it's just horrible because you'd you'd use the stylus to move around and it's like
2: Ugh. <laughs> You use the stylus to move around? Wait.
0: So like the stylus? Yeah, so you like you know how the DS is folded in a way to where there's two screens, right? Y'all have seen a DS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the bottom screen is how you would look around with your stylus. You would move on this little map-looking <laughs> thing, what? and that's how you looked around while you move with the D-pad. <laughs>
1: Actually, no. Actually, see, I think you could actually pull that off now with the 3DS because that has the it has both the the scroll and the
0: D pad. I feel like you could actually pull off like a first person game on that. I feel like it'd be better on the Switch. I mean, the Switch is literally made like an Xbox controller.
1: Well, no, yeah, I was just saying as far as
0: talking about more handheld, it it would be better. Like as far as DS's go, you could
1: pull it off better on the 3DS. Oh, I see
0: what you're saying, yeah, because, I mean, I guess the, yeah, the button and the the cross pad are on different sides even, right? Am I correct in saying that? No,
1: they're on the, so they're on the same Mm pad, (laughs) which is unfortunate.
0: Two hands on the same side of the DS. You know what? Desperate
1: times. Desperate times for desperate Desperate measures.
0: Okay, so uh, I was just kind of, my plan was to just kind of jump in, explain all the games to you and Marcus, because uh, I know I know Marcus, when did you start playing Call of Duty? What was the first COD game you
2: touched? Uh, I think the first one I touched is Ghost.
0: Ghost, which is like, that is 2013, so Marcus missed yeah, a 10-year was... gap of COD games, whereas I was playing COD back in 2008,
2: <laughs> so... <laughs> well, I didn't miss an entire gap. I, I, then I went back to Call of Duty 4 and then played everything after that
0: oh that makes sense that makes sense um so a funny story before we jump into the actual uh explaining each game especially because michael really hasn't played much cod i mean which games have you actually played michael
1: i so i was just looking at that i actually think i played my first game of call of duty possibly before marcus did because i think my first one i ever played with black ops 2 oh, i could be wrong the
0: legend it, you have it here it michael beat it could be
1: it could be but I would I would go over to friends' houses and that's when I was allowed to play. But I played those. Doesn't two mean he played and, before me. And then I played three, and, and then I played three and four. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But those are solid ones, though. Three's kind of. I'll talk about three later when we get there. But uh, like when I first started playing Call of Duty, I was not actually allowed to own Call of Duty until Ghosts. So how it worked is I had a friend who had a Wii plus a PlayStation 3, and we he let me have my own account on his PlayStation 3. And for some reason it had online on it, so I would just go over to his house and we would end up playing just Call of Duty. And I think Modern Warfare 2 is the one I played the most, and actually Modern Warfare 2 has the most playtime I've ever played in a video game, which I believe... I don't have the account now because it's deleted or it's on my friend's old console, but I played 32 days of Modern Warfare total. Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> Which is like... heart will here. Even more yeah, impressive I considering I didn't own the game. I just went to a friend's yeah, house to play it. Like, what is going
2: on? <laughs> I don't have that many days in any game i played.
0: <laughs> and then the rest of the games are like, eh, you know, amateur numbers, like six days and stuff, but... <laughs>
1: games by that point man
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how i'm not sick of the franchise uh but yes i'm gonna start with so uh i'm sure i don't know if michael i would assume michael knew this because you're into retro games right michael yeah so i don't have as much on this as the call of duty but um activision originally the games they made were like arcade machine games and old like nes atari games right they were really big on atari and they were actually They are older than Call of Duty. Actually, let me look this up. How old is Activision as a company? Because they used to be a penny stock company. Hold on. How old is Activision? So they've been publishing games for a long time. They are a 40-year-old company. They started in 1979. Okay. So for them to pick up uh, Call of Duty was random so the first game came out in 2003 which is just called Call of Duty uh, it was on PS3 and Xbox 360, I f- believe it was also on Steam and the people who developed this, which you are going to learn more about all these companies as we go is Infinity Ward and uh, for a while it goes Call of Duty, Call of Duty 2 and Call of Duty 3, all three of these games were placed uh, during the time period of World War 2, which is kind of an interesting time period for COD, I don't know, have y'all ever yeah. played a World War 2 style COD?
2: No <laughs> Ooh, Call of Duty World War Two.
0: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus has definitely played that one. Uh, but that for a while, that was that was known by uh, players as, oh, this is the World War II arcade shooter. It wasn't really anything realistic. Uh, there weren't even custom classes. It was all preset things that Infinity Ward made. And it wasn't until Call of Duty 3 when Treyarch actually stepped in as a company to work on COD. So that was interesting as well.
1: So real quick, is it Treyarch or is it Treyarch? I've heard both
0: i I think it's actually Treyarch, but a lot of people in the COD community call it Treyarch to make fun of it. But I think it's actually Treyarch.
2: Just want to make. Sure. I don't trust Ryan. It's Treyarch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Michael, have you? Do you, kn- do you know who uh, one of the big names at Treyarch is? You'll get a kick out of this name. Nope. David Vonderhaar. <laughs>
1: Dude, that is a name. I imagine like I instantly thought of like a Swedish dude with a long mustache. But
0: <laughs> just like a Call of Duty Probably. cutie
1: pie. <laughs> kind of, I guess. I guess. I don't know.
0: <laughs> but um as we go on, these games started getting uh more popular. I mean, they didn't really have the biggest fan bases in the world yet, and it wasn't until Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, which was an Infinity War developed game, when the game really started picking up steam. So, Call of Duty 4 Modern Ooh, Warfare eh, came eh, out eh, in I 2007. <laughs> it's steam, because I didn't even think about it. I'm kidding. I thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> or did I? But um, the game was- had kind of a dedicated fan base. So the reason it was it was big is because it, it had done things that the past games hadn't done, because all past games were just uh, here are the classes, World War II. Pick your thing and go but modern warfare implemented a system where you would make your own classes it was the start of the custom class system so it was something that people found interesting and something that you still see in cod all the way to today yes and even then i don't know i mean there are many different systems as we'll go through for pick a class but it started with the basis of you pick a weapon you pick one attachment for it you pick three perks and you can pick everything else that goes with those perks, and that was literally it. It was so basic, but it was so revolutionary at the time because you'd never seen anything like that in two
1: thousand seven. See, I love how you say that's basic, but as a uh, as a Battlefront player, dude, that's like high <laughs> end customization,
0: <laughs> this <is> top tier <laughs> attachments. We'd never heard of her. <laughs>
1: honestly, honestly, dude, I that is one of the things i hate about battlefront it's just no attachments. what attachment would you add to the game though like if you had the opportunity
2: suppressor dude, dude like literally years-
1: like just look at the stuff that they have in call of duty and make star wars versions of it and put it in it like there's a lot of stuff you could do how do you
0: suppress a laser beam <laughs> just like pew, pew all of a sudden to Pew,
1: pew. Exactly. you know what? Exactly.
0: You you just answered your own question. I can see, like, quick draw, you know what I mean? Like, to pull up the gun quicker, but I couldn't see... I mean, you already have unlimited ammo.
1: Well, but you have the um, cooldown. And so, like, they do have... Each gun now has three attachments, and you can choose two of them, but... I don't know. That's the thing that I think Call of Duty... Like, that I've always liked about Call of Duty, that I, you know, one of the reasons I love playing it is because there's so much customization and stuff like so it's got like similar game dynamics of like uh like as an arcade shooter as battlefront but it's not but it's got so much more customization that you can do to it which which is one of the reasons i really like playing it that makes when sense I can.
0: yeah because you can do a lot more with each gun and it, it kind of widens that skill gap while on battlefront it's just kind of like shoot you know
1: yeah exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh so modern warfare does well it's it's one of those games which we'll come back to later that even it did so well they remastered it and that is a whole fiasco we're going to go into later as we keep going down the line of call of duty but then in 2008 uh you start seeing okay well they're making these games once a year because call of duty first came out in 2003 and then it was two years before they made the next cod game but then after that they start making these games yearly so call of duty world at war is the next one up and this again is by treyarch which starts off this cycle in the early stages of Call of Duty, where the games would go, um, it would be each company making their own, they'd get two years to make it, it'd go Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Infinity Ward, Treyarch. So right now we're on Call of Duty World at War, which is technically the fifth installment into the game. It's the first installment not to have a number in its name, which was always an interesting thing because people were like, oh man, they're really hoping this is going to take off. And it was one of those games where it took it back to the roots of what the original Call of Duty 3, 2, and 1 were, which is a World War II game, but it took those ideas and basically inserted uh, steroids into it, basically. It took the Aztecs oh, yeah. of Call of Duty 4, which was the customization, and threw it into a World War II-based game. And it was, I mm. think, Call of Duty 4, I think, was the first game to have an actual very story heavy campaign. I think the first three games had campaigns, but they weren't really story heavy per se. So that carried on as well into World at War. Uh and World at War introduced actually the the single one of the most single successful third party modes to Call of Duty, which is the zombies mode. Now interesting enough uh... about zombies is at the time, it was a mode that you could only get from unlocking the campaign. So if you finish the campaign, you would get the zombies mode. And what it was, is it was a singular hmm. map, and it was uh, all these assets that they had taken that they didn't use in the campaign and threw them into a game and said, here you go, try this. And it was just kind of an experimental mode. But people liked it. It was more like a sandbox kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I was about to say that.
0: Yeah, it was like a sandbox. It was more like a, not sandbox for the player, but sandbox for the developers. For
2: the developers. Yeah, they're
0: the developers. Because if you look yeah. at the, if you look at, what's interesting is if you look at this, uh, you're going to see a lot, like, um, I don't know if I could show you, I can't really show you a picture of Nocturne Un Toten, but that's what the map's called. And if you look at it, you see a lot of unused assets that you didn't really see in the base game. So you see, like, ragged clothing, or you see different barrels that weren't in the actual game. And as well, that's kind of a weird detail to point out, but, like, as I went back, like, two months ago and played World at War, I definitely saw there were a lot of things they didn't use that were in the zombies mode. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> that unit- that Interesting. unison Hmm. <laughs> But yeah so basically um when when this world of war came out, it became this mode that was basically i guess a, it had a cult following, as you would say I mean, is that that's when you like have a bunch of people following after and wanting more of it, so they started making more d l c s funny enough, one of the best d l c maps one well, of the first d l c maps for zombies starred a bunch of actors. I forget their names. I know one who was in there was Robert England, I believe uh if y'all know whos who, that is um. <laughs>
1: I, I this name rings a bell. I, cause like I've talked it. about like him it. so
0: much. He literally is my favorite, one of my favorite actors. He's the guy who plays Freddy Krueger on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, and... that's why the name
1: rings a bell. Yeah,
0: so they included him in the yeah. zombies game and they had him record voice lines. So this was kind of the start of okay, we can make this mode that people like, and it was a Treyarch mode. Uh, you have any questions so far? Is this making you got anything you want to say? Wait, wait.
1: So real quick, it was Call of Duty Four was. Active, that was um, Infinity Ward and then Call of Duty at World at War with Treyarch, right? Yes.
0: And that's the cycle they go with for a while, which eventually breaks apart, which I'll explain. But that is, yes, that's the pattern for these first couple of games. So they're basically, to, to put that in perspective, they're working on these games for two years. I mean, these are solid games, but they've worked on them for roughly two years only. Maybe longer for some, but two years which is a weird development cycle
2: okay
0: so the next game uh came out in 2009 it is call of duty modern warfare 2 now this is the game that was kind of i don't i mean this was the biggest leap in players for call of duty there were millions of players at a time playing this game on the xbox 360 because at the time this game also had exclusivity not exclusivity it was Xbox three sixty paid more for specific things, basically. Because they saw this game was launching and what that meant is okay, Xbox three sixty players are gonna get DLC before other people get DLC. And I think Bro, why
2: can't it be like that now? Yeah That's for real. Right? Now it's PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> That's all PlayStation, bro.
0: But um with this came, you know, the the generic Doritos, Mountain Dew, trick shotting. Uh I don't oh, know yeah. I don't know how big this was on YouTube Wait, at the time. I'm confused. Okay, so Michael, not knowing the memes... No, I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, I'm an uncultured child. That is true, that is true.
0: No, it's okay. (laughs) But, um... So at the time, Mountain Dew and Doritos basically had sponsor stuff with Call of Duty, and it was, like, a meme that gamers only drink Mountain Dew and eat Doritos. Because at the time, Call of Duty was the game that every video game player was playing. It was, like...
1: Everyone so and their like mother knew
0: Call of Duty. Oh yeah. Well, the difference here is it lasted longer than Fortnite in terms of how many players, which is fascinating. I mean,
2: I Fortnite's like dead now.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, just no, a yeah, bunch of Fortnite. eight-year-olds. And uh, literally,
2: literally, it's a bunch of eight-year-olds.
1: <laughs> are you
0: calling this an eight-year-old, Michael? <laughs> We're
1: just playing creative mode, so I don't think that can That's
0: true. That's true. We are playing. It's pretty fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but basically everyone and their mother knew Call of Duty, but this is also the time when Call of Duty starts getting thrown in the limelight, which is, I guess for this case scenario, bad. So for anyone who's played the Modern Warfare 2 campaign, in this case, I think it's just Michael who hasn't,
1: um, thank you (laughs) for singling me out like that. Yes.
0: There's this mission, (laughs) there's this mission called, uh, no Russian. And oh, yeah. I don't. <laughs> Whoa, Marcus. <laughs> Whoa. Um, but this mission was controversial. It basically in this mission, without going too much into the story because it does have a lot of story based around it. Uh, you walk into an uh, into an airport and you shoot up the airport. Like you kill everyone in this airport. <laughs>
2: oh.
0: No. And I don't remember, Marcus. You remember how it ties into the story? I don't completely remember because it's been a while well, since I played.
2: Not exactly. I just. I I got the remastered version of it, and I just started playing the campaign. I just got past that mission, but um, no, I don't exactly remember how it ties into the. So really, campaign. the,
1: the developers just kind of went crazy on this one.
2: But well, it's also not—it's not. I don't think it's an important thing because you could have skipped that whole mission.
0: You can. I think what it was at the time. I don't know if it still is in the remaster, because I don't know what they've changed. But um, I know at the time it was a mission that was supposed to put you into the eye of the bad guy to just see how specifically bad these people are because by the end of the mission uh the person you're playing as gets betrayed by his own people spoiler alert yeah spoiler alert sorry i didn't say that but i mean it's it's, it's you don't have to call spoiler alert for a game that's been out for yeah exactly
2: (laughs) hey hey the remastered version just came out so therefore it's only been out for a month or two or something
0: but it is it is definitely one of those missions that just builds up the enemy more so it, I guess it's not necessary and I can see why didn't they have something in the new game where they have it you could skip that mission
2: no it was in the old game as well
0: oh you could skip it in the old game too oh very yeah. much so I think it was just a filler <laughs> Cause there was... no no but the thing the, the... thing the thing that I I,
1: mean, I, I, I see that I mean I don't know that just seems kind of stupid like you know yes it kind of builds up the enemy but there's, there's ways you could do that without putting people in the role of like a mass shooter True. you know
0: I mean, to be like, fair, this is 2008, so there was less of
1: this. That's true. There was less there was less height. But, you know, yeah. But, like, it, you couldn't get away with that now.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, if you did it now, I mean, what well, we'll, we'll discuss later is even censorship now still affects Call of Duty. <laughs> um, which is kind of remarkable at this point, especially with some of the directions they go with these games. But, yeah, Modern Warfare 2, one of the most successful Call of Duties, if not the most nostalgic for people. I still go back and play on the PS3 version that I... Uh, bought used recently and it's it's still like i don't know it brings back a lot of childhood memories because this is what i played even though technically a lot of people said it was horrible for children but who cares
1: <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna jump on the bandwagon saying that call of duty is
0: really a kid game <laughs> i mean it's a mature kid's game <laughs> It's a like upper middle school high school type game.
2: No, no, no. Definitely third third grade to kindergarten. Marcus,
0: don't kid <laughs> yourself. First grade. First grade. <laughs> kind
2: of, okay. Kindergarten, kindergarten to third grade.
1: All I'm, I'm saying about. is this explains a lot about you guys.
0: <laughs> what, are you Ouch. About?
2: <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: That's kinda of mean. That's yeah. kinda of, no, Um but next game, which is actually This is in my top three Call of Duties. Uh, So Modern Warfare 2 is my second favorite COD. This next one we're about to talk about is my third favorite. This one came out in 2010, and actually this year I don't remember what day uh, maybe it's in the fall, turns 10 years old. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops which is one of the, I I don't know if I want to say it's one of the least favorite franchises, but then again when you look at it, there's only two franchises in the Call of Duty franchise. So it is kind of like the the weird child of the situation because of the fact that so many people like Modern Warfare more than they like Black Ops, but that's not to say Black Ops wasn't good.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But Black Ops came out. It was another Treyarch game. This is still on that uh, Treyarch Infinity Ward cycle. Uh, Black Ops came out during 2010, and it was it was a game placed, correct me if I'm wrong, Marcus. You might know this better than I do. It was placed during the Cold War.
2: No, I wouldn't know, dude. I, I that wasn't a game I like exactly played a lot of.
0: Okay, because I barely, I'm gonna be fair with you. I barely remember any of the Black Ops campaigns because I liked Modern Warfare more. Um, but Black Ops was just, it was, it was a slower paced game than Modern Warfare Two. Modern Warfare Two was advertised as the chaotic mess with your friends game, and then you get Black Ops, which is more of a okay, we're gonna slow you down. Uh, Sniping is gonna be really hard to just quick scope with, and. um... You just kind of take your time with the multiplayer kind of game.
2: Mm. Oh, It is based in the Cold War, which is yeah.
1: And looking at modern Call of Duty, slowing down isn't in the vocab of many of the players nowadays.
0: I don't. I mean, it <laughs> depends. I guess modern warfare is a really differential one. There, I would say. I mean, actually, that's kind of hard for me to say though because like there's skill-based matchmaking, so you're going to have a completely different experience depending on who you're playing with at the time for modern warfare. That's true. We'll get into that part later, because there is a really big controversy with a lot of the future COD games. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's Black Ops. Nothing too crazy. It brought back zombies. It implemented a storyline with the four characters that everyone loves, who's played zombies, every big fan of zombies, Uh, is Rick Toffin, Takio, Dempsey, and Marcus. Do you remember the last one? Because it's my favorite one. Can you remember it? No, I I do not. starts with an N, and he drinks vodka. Uh, Nope. Okay, fine. It's Nikolai. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So each four of Thank these you. characters basically were a stereotype of uh, the race they were. <laughs> so you have ah, Takio, which lovely. is the Japanese one. You have Rick Toppin, which is the German one. You have Dempsey, which is the American, and you have. Um, uh, what's I? I just told you to tell him Nikolai, Nicole. and he's Russian. Um, now here's the weirdest thing about Black Ops One. I want to see uh michael if i told you there was a zombies map based on anything weird that you can think of keep in mind this is 2010 and this game is based in the cold war what is the weirdest possible zombies map you could expect with characters specifically as well and keep in mind there are four characters for each zombies map so what is a location and four characters that you would be surprised by if they were in black ops 1 um uh playground (laughs)
1: <laughs> what characters would be I on don't this know. I, the four which that you just named. Oh, I'm... the
0: four. Okay, well, let me tell you this. So, this is actually one of the more infamous Call of Duty zombie maps. There's a map in Black Ops One, which is remastered as well in Black Ops Four, and it is called Five. And Five, uh, which is pretty awesome. clever, is a pent is the Pentagon. It is the Pentagon. And the characters, mm-hmm. this is where the funny part comes in. The characters are John F. Kennedy, Robert McNerma, Richard Nixon, and Fidel Castro. <laughs> what the heck? Dude, what the heck? Fighting
1: zombies in the Pentagon as Fidel Castro?
0: I right. With JFK. <laughs> JFK,
1: on the same, like... Then again, then again, to be fair, I mean, if a zombie was running at you, I could see them getting along because zombies were running at them. So like, hey, yeah, but still, why was he there in the first place?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, Robert McNamara and uh, John F. Kennedy being in the same map kind of makes sense because it was it was the president of the United States at the time of this game, as well as the U.S. Secretary of Defense. But then throwing in Richard Nixon and Fidel Castro, what is Richard Nixon going to do? Watergate the zombies? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean and fidel castro what can he do stab a cigar into the zombie's skull i mean that's all i can say for fidel castro without being yeah. controversial but
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like it's I, that's just that's quite an interesting
0: cast you know but it's like it keeps people on their toes oh you know? and the scariest thing is the voice actors we're so good. <laughs> that is Black Ops 1. I could go on forever with Black Ops 1. Uh, interestingly enough, it was one of my it was one of my, one of my top three. Uh, but that leads to kind of what I would claim to be the decline in Call of Duty, in my mind. Um, whoa, whoa. Okay, I mean, I mean, to be fair, Marcus, player counts started getting lower and lower, and eventually they hid the player count for all COD games. You know, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> um... But the next game is actually when the cycle kind of starts getting messed up. I'll explain why in a second. So from this point on, we've had Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Infinity Ward, Treyarch. But then Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 comes around. And it was a good game, don't get me wrong. But it felt like, okay, let's take Modern Warfare 2 and let's just make it and fix everything that we messed up the first time. Because Modern Warfare 2 had a lot of glitches and mistakes in it, but it wasn't a bad game. So then Modern Warfare 3 comes along and Infinity Ward is working with Sledgehammer Games, which is this new company Activision has brought on, which uh is actually my personal favorite company, uh as that's a very unpopular belief, but it is my favorite uh company and uh they they help Infinity Ward with Modern Warfare 3 because Activision's hope is that Sledgehammer Games can start making their own Call of Duties. Therefore, making the cycle where each company gets three years to work on their game.
1: Um, that's smart.
0: Which is pretty smart business-wise, yeah. But as you'll see, it starts causing a decline. And that's where it gets confusing. Because it's like, why are these games that were early on really, really good when they'd only have two years to make it, but now the games are bad and they have three years? <laughs>
1: Hey, overthinking is a thing.
0: That is true. I do that a lot, too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Modern Warfare 3, nothing too crazy. I guess it had the Moab, which was a nuke. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 also had a nuke, which was the first game to have the nuke, but it was more fun in Modern Warfare 2. And then we get probably the last COD game that literally everyone liked and you can't hear a single person say that bad words about it. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. It's terrible. Black Ops 2 is
2: garbage, it. dude.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna kick both of you out right now I'm just kidding <laughs>
2: we're gonna do it we're, we're <laughs> doing a call you can't kick us out
0: that's true that would screw up everything uh, <laughs> McCall D. Black Ops 2 was uh, technically the first futuristic cod I would say because uh, it took place in 2025 I think right Marcus? hey
1: five, years, I boys, believe five years
0: and that had a solid campaign it continued the story from Black Ops 1 and everyone just loved the game to death Uh, kind of brought back this, this hype that was missing in the past, Modern Warfare 3 and in Black Ops 1. Even though the games were still popular, it was like, it wasn't that jump to play it, you know? It wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna come home from school and play the game, but now it's like Black Ops 2 comes out, it's like everyone wants to play it. And this is also the time you start seeing the rise of Call of Duty YouTubers. So this is your allies, your syndicate. They've always been doing this stuff with Call of Duty, but now that the game's taking off, their channels are taking off more than they were and um, eventually actually, not during Black Ops Two cycle but Ali A becomes the first Call of Duty YouTuber to hit 10 million subscribers I believe I could be wrong on that and uh, that, was, that was pretty insane but uh, you said you played Black Ops 2 right Michael? I do not play Call of Duty anymore yeah he plays Fortnite I, now go ahead Michael <laughs> I, I think
1: now that I'm thinking about it I, I actually don't think it was this one um, that I played I think it was the next one deception
0: deception and lies uh i actually have since i already asked michael a trivia question with the five i have a trivia question for marcus which actually spans a couple (laughs) of games oh
2: yeah but i I, I
0: have a feeling marcus could do this okay marcus
2: you, you have very high hopes for me Michael Dunst, so. This time. is a hard question, <laughs> yeah. though.
0: I had to think about this one, and I actually had to look it up. No looking it up, though, Marcus. Uh, so, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Black Ops 2 is the first COD game to implement DLC weapons, and it included it, it say, in a uh, DLC. Ryan,
2: I'm just going to say, man. Yeah. I did not play Black Ops 2 multiplayer.
0: Oh, but you played the games that have to do with this question. Uh, okay. So, you know what the Peacemaker is, right? Or Peacekeeper, whatever.
2: Peacekeeper. The Peacekeeper? Uh, Yes, that's my favorite shotgun. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Actually, though, do you know what it is? Yes. Okay. So it was first introduced in Black Ops 2 as a DLC weapon. It was the first ever DLC weapon uh, which would forever change the game. It wasn't a DLC weapon that you gambled for like in future games, but it was a DLC weapon that came with one of the map packs. And um, so my question for you is, Marcus... How many Call of Duty games have the Peacemaker in it? And I will give you a hint or Peacekeeper. I'll give you a hint with it. The Peacekeeper, through all the games that it's been in, has always been called the Peacekeeper. So there's not going to be like oh well, is it just a random one in Modern Warfare? No. Uh, so it's always going to be called the Peacekeeper. So how many games have the Peacekeeper in it?
2: Um, I'm going to say three because I'm not really sure.
0: And which ones do you think they are? Bruh. <laughs> Marcus, just, you, just really, you don't even to think hard. Just, uh,
2: okay. I gave Black you Ops one Ops of them. Two. Yes. Black Ops 3.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: uh, and Black Ops 4.
0: Yes, I thought you were about to say <laughs> Infinite Warfare, and I almost got I was really about bad. to
1: say he was going to say that, and I was like, oh...
0: <laughs> but yeah this is a chart game uh, they released DLC there's a lot of famous maps in this uh, there's one that I'm sure both of you have played at some point if you've played Black Ops 2 um, called how did I forget the name of it, what's it? it's the boat Nuketown. map Marcus not Nuketown yacht.
2: You...
0: the yacht yeah what's it called
2: This has just called a yeah. yacht
0: no I don't I'm gonna feel bad I thought I knew this boat map bo2 Stupid. it's hijacked right
2: no Hijacked.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's hijacked. Um which is just literally a yacht. It's like one of the coolest maps ever changed my mind. But <laughs> uh, I mean
2: I guess.
0: So yeah, that's Black Ops too. It starts getting more uh YouTube views and stuff. So these YouTubers are rising out of nowhere and all they're doing is these let's play style games where like, Welcome everyone, my name's Allier and today we're gonna be using this sniper rifle to kill people and then the whole video is them just playing oh, one you. match. Thank yeah. So at the time I was addicted to this content because I was a little kid so it makes sense just like kids are addicted to Fortnite content now. But um yeah that's that's it's Black Ops 2. That
1: was pretty that was pretty uh disdaining. <laughs> just like people who
0: like Fortnite are today. <laughs> I mean let's be real when you're a kid you're not thinking about it you're just like oh pretty guns i like this. I mean, I guess. I guess. I mean, everyone. Everyone did stupid things as a child. It's just proven. I was a perfect child. I don't know what you're talking about. Lies. (laughs) 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 I know you killed a man, Michael. You can't hide it.
2: Well, man, I I saw it. I'm just gonna say I saw him do it. You saw
0: him kill a man. I thought he killed you though. Well, wow, this is taking a turn. No questions and...
2: asked. Next.
0: Speaking of killing Marcus, I'm sure he became a Call of Duty ghosts. <laughs> uh, uh-huh.
1: that was, that was, I mean I, I mean, actually I'm gonna give you points on that one. That
0: wasn't terrible.
2: Terrible. I mean, actually it
1: was terrible. It was terrible, but it was like cleverly
2: No, it wasn't even clever, dude. It didn't flow whatsoever. <laughs> but I
0: flow. <laughs> that Anyway, so That's Call like... of Duty ghosts comes out in 2013 <laughs> it's a game by infinity award and when this game came out it was a hot pile of trash what i personally i personally liked the game but going back and looking at one the of cycle of it <laughs> going back and looking at the cycle of it you can see all the issues it had for one uh the biggest I saw no issue...
2: issues. Hmm? i saw no issues
0: but but marcus you're stupid
2: no i'm marcus Dang
0: it, he's right. But anyway. Uh, a drag,
2: you're true. the stupid one here. I'm,
0: I'm sorry, you're right. <laughs> yes. But uh, Ghost's biggest issue at the time that people, there were two big issues. Uh, first one was the dogs. <laughs> because the dogs what are you talking were about, so... That's my
1: favorite.
0: <laughs> they were so I overpowered. <laughs> it was like a five kill streak, so it was as much as a UAV. Um, which also the UAV was a problem, but I'll get into that in a second. But dogs would come out in the game, and it was singular dog. <laughs> and no matter how many times you shot this thing, it would not die. <laughs> it would take full grenades and still not die. <laughs> and this dog had, like, didn't it wow. have a bulletproof vest or something.
2: I'm going to love your boy Riley, dude. I'm just going to
0: say. Yeah, Riley's, Riley's the dog's name, to be specific. That.
1: Alright. All I I hope people thought about that while they were trying to shoot it to death. (laughs) They did. John Riley! (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) Okay, also just wanted to point this out. A bulletproof vest. If a dog is charging towards you, the bulletproof vest would cover about none of the surfaces that are facing you.
2: If it's charging at you. That's true. It doesn't matter. Bulletproof That makes a force field around the dog to where it oh. physically cannot die. How could you not gotcha. remember that?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that,
2: pretty cool. I'm not going
0: to lie. <laughs> I didn't know that
1: one.
0: Uh, but then Call of Duty Ghosts uh, brings in this, this, like, this new weird UAV. So all this time in the past, oh, yeah. the UAV has been something that flies in the air. But in this game, it was called a SATCOM it's this little box that you set on the ground and it will find people but they can destroy the box because it shows where the box is if you look at it so there was no point to having this because you would see people on the map anyway but at the same time it was like it was cheap so it was the most useless score streak in the game and people didn't like that because they wanted the UAV back Uh, two more things that were bad about this game uh, were the perk system
2: that's so mean I
0: love how he was like, oh, I
2: personally really like
1: this game, but here's everything wrong with it.
0: Well, I really do like the game, and I'll point out some things that are good about it, because there are a lot of things that were good, like the character customization, for one. That was one of the best parts about this game.
2: Yeah, the next game has the best character customization, though.
0: I mean, that's kind of true. I can't deny that. (laughs) We'll we'll have to get into that next. But uh, with Ghost, the perk system was a mess. So before this, as I was saying, you could pick, like, three perks. You'd pick each category of perk, and there'd be different ones. In this game, you picked, like, it was a roadmap, kind of. You had to pick a perk that led to another perk that led to another... It was weird
1: oh you couldn't combine all of them it was like ones could only go like certain ones could only go with other certain ones
0: and I believe how it worked if I remember correctly because I didn't actually go look before this but it was like you had a certain number of points to spend and you would spend all those points on the perks so it was it was just this really weird like you could end up with maybe two perks you could end up with 30 all of the bottom one I mean 30 is too high but you know what I'm saying you could get the whole bottom row for how many points you had I mean it was a weird system that no one really liked, and they were ended up being like I bet you money. There are like ten perks I haven't even touched in that game, <laughs> <laughs> which is how complicated hmm. the perks were. And then the last complaint people had <laughs> is it had huge maps, like they I were. Love
2: the huge maps. Though.
0: Well, I mean, explain why you like the huge maps because that you've given hmm. some context would give uh, give reason why.
2: Well, I'm I'm more of a battlefield type player or big map shooters or whatever because I like basically I like sniping across the map. That's the fun part. Just <laughs> seeing people across the map and then being able to shoot them from far distance is really funny. Especially because they start raging and then you get invited to a party and then you're called trash. I <laughs> mean <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> but you also don't die as fast when you're in a larger map which is something i rather have than dying every five seconds
0: i could see that but to a counterpoint it's like that how often do you really get kills on that map <laughs> if you're not if people aren't dying you're not getting a lot of kills well, yeah, it, i get 30 is, kills
2: the, every conquest game which is the biggest game mode the, you can play
1: the thing is is that with the i feel like battle uh, the call of duty is a arcade shooter, Mm. which is just very fast-paced. And Mm -hmm. so to try and change the feel of the type of the game, like Call of Duty is that, but to try and change that to a big map, slower-paced, sniping-based game, I could see how a lot of people wouldn't like that, because, you know, it's not always easy to change between those play styles. Mm -hmm. Which, Marcus, you have the advantage, because you originally just played that play. You prefer the bigger, slower play style. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Uh, And especially when the company that made this so by this point Infinity Ward had lost a lot of its members so this is already kind of a new company Uh, so that was already a whole chaotic thing that I I don't even know all the details of so that's partially also why they took this weird shift Um, I mean to be fair things I give them credit for the maps had interactive aspects to them so for example one of the DLC maps you could literally become the Predator from the Predator films and it was like something weird but it was was a nice addition it played in nicely you could have some fun Mm. with it So that was one thing I liked about the game. But um, the campaign, oh my goodness. Such a good story. I loved it. Especially Especially because
2: you played as the beloved characters of Ghosts the whole Mm. time. Mm.
0: (laughs) Except the only cheesy part is the end. There ain't gonna be a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, Michael, honestly, like... If I were to give you a list of campaigns to try and play from Call of Duty, ghosts would be on that list. It was a solid campaign in my mind. And it was one of the first ones that was really beautiful quality and done really well, I'd say.
2: Nice. It's also kind of weird how their portrayal on who ghosts are and then what Ubisoft thinks ghosts are. are like, it's literally two different things. Yeah, Call of the... Duty Ghosts is like literally just run and gun still pretty much. Wow, if you look at the Ghost Recon games or stuff like that, it's literally you and like four other people in a group together trying to survive and taking everybody out as quiet as you can.
0: Because mm-hmm. Call of Duty Ghosts is actually set in a post-apocalyptic world uh, after giant... Uh, weapons wars happen and stuff which is weird Um, (laughs) I just realized Black Ops 2 I grazed over zombies you know more, more characters, uh, more stories. Nothing fun. crazy. Um, so, Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare. So now this oh, is yeah. when. Uh, remember how I mentioned that
2: future of the game? Yeah, that's
0: Marcus's favorite. Yeah, futuristic. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, that uh, game company, Sledgehammer Games, came in to help Infinity Ward. Well, this is Sledgehammer's game's first standalone Call of Duty game, uh, where it was just them making it, and Advanced Warfare was. It was it was interesting. I don't know how else to say. It. It's a good game to a certain degree. Um, it's got good customization. It's got good story. Uh, actually, I want to see Michael. Can you can you guess a random actor you think might have been in the Advanced Warfare campaign? <laughs> Just think of. I'll tell you this. This actor is pretty problematic.
1: <laughs> Johnny Depp.
0: I'll give mm. you one more guess. It's not that. Dude, this is hard enough for me, I with only one guess. Um... It's a male actor, and it's a problematic male actor who might have been in trouble for some not appropriate things.
1: <laughs> uh... I I know who you're talking about.
0: There, you have a friend with the same first name.
1: <laughs> now I have no clue. No, no. Ke- Kevin Spacey.
0: Oh. He, he was in the Advanced Warfare <laughs> campaign, and he was the main yes. villain.
2: He was the bad guy.
0: Which the fascinating thing I had to po- that my dad pointed out to me when I played this back in twenty fourteen is he goes, "Well, Ryan, you already know Kevin Spacey's gonna be the bad guy because that's all he's ever played ever." <laughs> that's what
2: my mom said to me as well
0: (laughs) really yeah I mean because like you look at all his roles he's such a good actor whether you like his history or not which he's done horrible things you can't deny how good of a villain he is I mean he plays very well done scary villains (laughs) manipulative which you know I guess makes sense for his crimes It does make a game. It's horrible. I mean, it does. (laughs) But yeah, Advanced Warfare, the first futuristic game in a trilogy of not bad, but not good futuristic games.
2: Garbage. Garbage futuristic games. I mean... Advanced Warfare is the only good one.
0: I guess. No, no, no.
2: No, No, I guess it is.
0: I disagree, because my favorite's Infinite Warfare, but we'll get there later. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Advanced Warfare had a lot of futuristic things. A lot of people were scared about it because it was this new thing. And to Sledgehammer's credit, they tried something new, even though it wasn't the And it was amazing. In Marcus's words, it was amazing. But it was really not too uh received well. I mean whether or not people actually enjoyed it, it wasn't received well, it didn't make as much money as you would have thought. And that's the end of that story because there's definitely not going to be an Advanced Warfare 2 uh, for many reasons. But let's go into Black Ops 3. I'm going to kind of push this wait, along. Wait,
2: wait, you didn't even talk about the character customization? Okay, oh there's gosh. character
0: customization and supply drops because <laughs> supply drops were first implemented in this game. And literally, you can look like a clown. <laughs>
2: Yes, it was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you would like that,
0: Marcus.
2: (laughs) Dude, I like any game with complete character customization.
0: And uh, then we hit Black Ops 3, which, let me just tell you, with Supply Drops alone, plus the game, this game made $3.6 billion. Garbage.
1: That's a lot of money.
0: Yeah, and that's... Purely off of, because they had supply drops, which is basically this gambling system that was problematic, not a lot of people liked it. Horrible campaign, decent multiplayer, incredible zombies. I mean, I have three days played on zombies, no, four days on zombies and three days on multiplayer, so I played the game for basically a week total. And it, it's one of those games that, even though you hate, you can't help but be addicted to it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's a garbage oh. game, but I still played
0: it a lot. Like, it's, it was really <laughs> bad. But it's still really fun. You know what I mean? Like It's it's horrible, but it's really fun. <laughs> would it,
1: would it, is it so bad that it's reached the level of a meme game? Or no? No, it's, no, it's not even game. memed.
0: The next that game is, is memed. Is game. <laughs> but Black Ops 3 wasn't even memed. It was just really bad, but for some reason, everyone was addicted to it. Which okay. then
1: one would argue if it's actually really bad.
0: <laughs> that's true. I mean, it made a lot of money, and objectively, it did really well. But... I mean, I don't know. I look back on it, and I play it today, and it's like, why am I playing this? It's so fun, but I hate it. <laughs> um, next game, which is the last future technical futuristic garbage. Game. I liked this game. And beautiful garbage. visuals, beautiful gameplay. It's Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which is okay. actually
2: but Ryan. You don't play Call of Duty games for the campaign, so
0: I like the campaigns. I do play. Yeah, for but you,
2: though. you, yeah, you play for the multiplayer. I still like
1: the guy multiplayer. Looks like he has... Just letting you know, in the picture, and this is my assessment of it: the guy in the picture that you sent of the cover looks like he's wearing a tin pot on his head.
0: Yeah, no, it does. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, but this game is your full. Blown. Too,
2: Michael. This is your futuristic space.
0: F- <laughs> this is your Feast. full-blown futuristic game. So when I thought future, I was thinking space and all this stuff, and that's what this game did. A lot of people didn't like it, and actually, the Call of Duty, mo- uh, not Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare trailer is the most disliked tr- uh, video or one of the most disliked videos on all of YouTube. And uh, I'm going to give both of y'all a chance. Take uh-huh. a guess at how many dislikes it has. Your hint, over a million.
2: Well, no dip, dude. dude it's yeah, no, like the...
1: The, the most recent, the, the one of the recent um, YouTube rewinds rewind was like, that was insanely disliked.
0: Yeah, the YouTube rewind um, passed it. <laughs> That's how it got passed.
1: Yeah, okay, gotcha. That was it, okay. <laughs> I was like, are we talking more than... Um,
2: 11 mil.
1: Um, I don't know how much
2: the Rewind got. Yeah, I don't remember either.
1: Uh, Rewind has it. 13 million. I'll say... This I'm is lower,
2: say, than uh, go, no, no, that's lower than
1: 5 million. That's lower than 5? Yeah. 9 million. 8 million. million. 8
2: million. Lower than 5 million. Lower than five. Lower than five.
1: Oh, I thought he said higher than five. No, no, three, lower. three, oh. mil. Holy three or crap, or four dude! Mil. The YouTube, re- the YouTube rewind really, really sucked. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> it got bad.
1: Oh um, man.
2: I say three or four.
0: Michael.
1: <laughs> Did you hear me?
0: Oh no, you didn't. I didn't hear. You. What'd you say? You
1: died. Oh,
2: two point five. Mil. Two point five.
0: Um, uh, so, I'm going to say Marcus is closer. It's 3.8 million dislikes, and that was within the first week of the trailer being launched.
2: Um, Michael has it feel the lose again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't even win anything, Marcus. No. <laughs> you win.
2: I, I win with satisfaction that I'm better than Michael at guessing. <laughs>
1: Call of Duty. I'm guessing tribute. at random Call of Duty facts. <laughs> Congrats, Marcus. You are. Uh, You are an amazing man for this alone. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you. But
0: Infinite Warfare was so poorly received that they had to bundle a remaster with the game. A remaster of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which ended up having more players than Infinite Warfare did.
1: (laughs) That's sad.
0: And to be fair, uh, I didn't play more than a day on either game, but I did... Jump back and forth from them because at the time I didn't get to I didn't play Infinite Warfare as much because at the time I don't even think I knew Marcus yet. Uh, a lot of my friends yes, absolutely hate. No, I didn't Infinite Warfare. I first met you mm-hmm. when World War Two came out. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, I knew Marcus, but a lot of my friends didn't like Infinite Warfare, so I ended up playing that a lot on my own. And let me tell you, Call of Duty on your own is not that fun.
2: <laughs> you want to die when you play Call of Duty on your own?
0: Yeah, uh, but yeah, and you
2: do a lot.
0: That's Infinite Warfare, brought a lot of good memes like the bespeckled cephalopod, uh are my favorite. Now that's a supply drop. Uh so
2: I mean it looked pretty.
0: It looked pretty, yeah. I would say the multiplayer wasn't as pretty as the campaign. Yeah. And the campaign's definitely the strongest part of the entire game. Mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, it's a meh game. I mean, honestly, yeah. as much hate as I get, I give it a five on my list of COD games like it's at my number 5 cuz i really liked it but at the same time i didn't get to experience it as much as some people did 5 what like so you know how i just bought spot-
2: like what f- my five. fifth
0: favorite COD. so we have black ops oh, okay. one as number 3 and modern warfare as number 2 and now we're about to go on to my absolute favorite uh-huh. call of duty uh-huh.
2: which this is i think is this
0: your favorite too marcus or is this it's my, like,
2: second favorite, but it's this one's a really good one. What's your first favorite? Modern Warfare World II. War Two. Oh, that makes Ghost.
0: sense. Ghosts. Um, so, Call of Duty World War Two, made by Sledgehammer Games, which, oh my goodness, this game had it all. This game had a solid multiplayer. It was rough at the start, but they fixed it over time. They listened to the community. Uh, this game had beautiful maps, beautiful guns. It was very basic, but it was very fun. And the campaign and the music for the campaign is Extraordinary. Marcus. It's
2: one of the prettiest campaigns I've ever like played besides the Battlefield campaigns. Yeah. That's something different.
0: I think my only complaint about this game was the campaign felt too much action manny, but other than that, it was still very fun. Yes. Uh, Marcus, would you like to, to sing the song that you and I love from that game?
2: Boom, 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 boom. <laughs>
0: Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> but that was memed because that was when uh Marcus and I breath. would wait on the menu while uh we were waiting for our friends to get on and we'd just be singing the <laughs> the main theme while we're sitting there. <laughs> and that was fun. You could worm your way around with a lot of glitches, they listened to the community on what the community wanted. Uh it was they took they took the multiplayer really goofily, if that's a word. Yeah. So that made it a little bit more fun because they weren't trying to be super serious the entire year. Um and overall they just really listened to their audience as best as they could. Um but yeah, that's that's World War Two. Now let's go on to Ugh, I hate this game so much. Garbage. Okay. I. F- mm, I hate this game with every fiber of my being. Call of Duty Black Ops four. The wow. worst you Call of, didn't of
2: seen Duty the hate- game. You, you, ever you didn't seem to hate, see hate it while we're playing.
0: It's because it's the same situation of Black Ops 3. The difference is I actually really hate Black Ops 4, but for some reason I still play it. <laughs> um, Black I Ops... came out with Blackout, dude. That's Yeah, that was its big problem. So Black Ops 4 is the first COD game to not have a technical campaign. Um,
2: Disgusting.
0: They replaced it with a Battle Royale, because this was amid the Battle Royale hype of, hey, we're going to make... Call of Duty until Battle Royale which on paper is a great idea and on paper it works now because you look at Warzone and that is a solid Battle Royale but Black Ops 4's Battle Royale was looped into the game uh, the multiplayer really was just a revamp of all the old Black Ops stuff brought into a more futuristic setting and the zombies was just too complicated so overall I would have labeled this game as Call of Duty Recycle Ops revamp. really yeah
1: <laughs> Recycle Ops?
0: Because all it was is recycled content, and there was nothing new to it. And to be fair, it's the same case with Modern Warfare, but at least they add new elements to it, and they make it a little bit more fun and visually pleasing. So yeah, that's Black Ops 4. I have nothing good to say about it. What about you, Marcus? You got anything you want to add for Black Ops 4?
2: Um, Uh, garbage.
0: Yeah. There's a video on my YouTube channel of Marcus and I playing the Battle Royale, and, um... I don't know, you could kind of tell we just weren't taking it seriously and we really didn't like it.
2: <laughs> it wasn't that fun. Because
0: <laughs> I was like, you couldn't, it's just like a good COD game. I played one
1: weekend with y'all.
0: Yeah, and that was fun because we didn't take it seriously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah, we didn't take it seriously at all.
0: But like, Call of Duty, a good Call of Duty game, it has a way of making commentary and live streams of it goofy. And with Black Ops 4, it just didn't feel like that. You couldn't. You couldn't make jokes, you couldn't really do much because it just wasn't there wasn't anything to bounce off of it just wasn't entertaining okay and on to the uh latest call of duty uh, there's so much more we could talk about with call of duty but i figured just going through the mainline franchise was something that was uh simple because this podcast has already taken so long and because when you think about it 18 call of duty games that's a lot uh
1: yeah it's a absurd amount
0: i know and they're doing them once a year now we jump to call of duty modern warfare and Call of Duty Modern Warfare, just a quick overview because I want to go into one more thing for next year's COD, but Call of Duty Modern Warfare is um, its a weird game. When it was first coming out, no one believed the title was going to be Call of Duty Modern Warfare because it feels weird to just kind of restart because what this is is it's taking the same characters and the same idea and putting it into a revamped version of the game in a way. So a lot of the maps are the same from the old Modern Warfare and a lot of guns are the same. And to that fact as well, the characters are the same. So Captain Price is a reoccurring character in the Modern Warfare franchise, and we see him dragged out into Modern Warfare. And to be fair, uh, Marcus, you played the campaign, right? Yes. To be fair, this this campaign was a solid campaign, right? You'd say so, Marcus? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, what did you like about it? Because uh, I know you like I mean, it.
2: Yeah, it it was a solid campaign. It was visually pleasing, but it wasn't like... I wouldn't great. say it's a great campaign, though.
0: Yeah, it was. it, it was, was just, just
2: like... It was just the kind of, like, atmosphere, I guess, of the game, which gives it a little, like, a better, like, feel to it or whatever, but I wouldn't say it's, like, as good as, like, World War Two or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the coolest part of it that could have, that escalated it to Legendary would just be the fact that there was a night vision mode. yeah and other than that like the there was not really anything unique to it it felt like any other game now was it was it good yeah but it was one of those ones that's like i could i could live without a sequel
1: <laughs> it's good but it's it, it's good but not great
0: yeah and uh this game uh is a big leap for call of duty there's a new engine that the game's running on which is a big step cuz we've been using the same one for so many years um but also uh there's just this this new idea of crossplay and togetherness and bringing the Call of Duty community together. For years, Call of Duty has been a separating game of oh here's PlayStation players, here's Xbox players, here's PC players. But like this is the first year I bought a game for Call of Duty on the PC because I was like, well, there's crossplay. I can enjoy the game the way I want to, but still play with my friends. Because oftentimes Call of Duty restrains you to a console in order to, you know, keep you. Purchase Call of Duty game. Well, yeah, a lot of games, but. I mean, I'm in specifically in this case, Call of Duty. But um, it restrains you to that console, so you have to play with your friends. And this is a case across all video games, but it's nice to see that one of the biggest video games is trying to bring that togetherness back. Because, like, I was playing with that free weekend that we had, Michael, and uh, we were playing. I was on PC. You two were on Xbox, and I was still playing with y'all. Mm-hmm. I was
1: getting killed. Yeah, you were getting alive. killed. But...
0: Uh, but it was it was still interesting. And now that Warzone is out, and that's a free-to-play Call of Duty that is going to continue. I mean, it just sets the bar for future COD games. Especially now, there's no season pass. Everyone gets maps for free, yet they're still making money, and they have a battle pass that we can use, and it works. Like, it's, it's functional. It feels like it's what Black Ops 4 wanted to do, but couldn't. Yeah. Mm. And I think this game sets the bar for future COD games. Now, speaking of future COD games... There is so much chaos revolving around COD 2020. For starters, it was supposed to be a Sledgehammer game, but Activision was bringing in a fourth company. So they were going to have Raven Software, who had already been working in the past on old, on, on branched-off COD games, uh, they were going to bring them in to do mainline games. So they were working with Sledgehammer, but there were so many disagreements, not disagreements on uh, how the game was going to work. So Activision says, hey, we're running out of time to make this game. We're going to put someone else in charge. So they throw Treyarch here after they had completely flopped with Black Ops 4 into the limelight to make Call of Duty 2020. To make matters worse, we had the coronavirus, which keeps all these developers working from home. <laughs> so, I mean, right, like right now, it has been the longest time. This should be fun. Yeah. This has been the longest time without Call of Duty teaser trailers, without Call of Duty information, ever. I mean, uh, it's June already, and we have no information regarding the new game. There's no trailer, there's nothing from the company talking, and a recently, one company affiliate said that we're not going to see something for a while. So what I'm starting to worry is, are they just going to cancel the game this year? Is this going to be the first year they don't do a Call of Duty? Which, to be fair, wouldn't hurt the game much, because Modern Warfare is such an improvement.
1: Yeah, and I feel like it's okay to, like, sometimes
0: um, absence makes
1: the heart fonder, you know? Like, sometimes taking a step back means that the next one will just be that much
0: better. Oh, for real. And, I mean, if if Modern Warfare keeps going the way it's going, it's already made a billion dollars just off of sales of the game. Which means what is it making with microtransactions and all this stuff? So, I mean, to be fair, this game could last three years if they wanted to. But it's just chaotic to think that at the end of the day, Activision doesn't care what these companies do, which is the bad part. Activision hurts these COD games. Uh, Skill-based matchmaking was brought into Modern Warfare and that is something that Activision did, not the companies, and it hurts the game overall. And it hurts certain things, but because you have diehard players... How does that hurt the game? So, let me explain that real quick because this will be probably the last thing, but with um, skills-based matchmaking, it hurts diehard players. Because here's the thing, as a business, yeah, you want to bring in new people but you also wanna maintain the old people. But what's tricky with Call of Duty is, no matter how trash the game is, no matter how bad the companies treat their diehard players, we're still gonna play, that's just how weird we are. I mean, even I will say, the next year's game could be absolutely garbage, I would still pay 60 bucks for it, because for some reason I'm just attached to Call of Duty, I'm attached to the franchise. So what skill-based matchmaking does is it makes the experience painful for diehard players, while making it nice for new players. Because here's the thing, Me and Marcus jump into a game. We're decent players. So we start getting put into lobbies with people who are insanely good, even though Marcus and I are just trying to play casually. Well, that's because that's where I've developed this little trick that I use when I play. And if you go a game with just meleeing or not trying at all and just let yourself die more than you kill, it'll put you into worse lobbies. Hmm. So like when we're going for a camo challenges, Marcus, we get put into horrible lobbies because we're doing camo challenges. Because we're, we're not com- focusing we're on like- keeping our KD up.
2: My KD is always above 1 when we do those still. Though.
0: But that's the thing. Because of the fact that we're doing camo challenges, it's almost like a leveler. Because what'll happen is, okay, we'll, we'll get into a higher lobby, but then one game, we may not even have that many kills. Because you know how the games work to where sometimes you get more kills one round on Shoot House... And then you get less on another, you know? So those yeah. games determine what kind of lobbies we're going to go in. So in a way, because we do camo challenges, we're stuck in the direct center, which is where we want to be. But yeah, that's how Activision's kind of hurt the games. So that's all I've got, though, mm. for today. That was, I was a, we talked a lot about this. That uh,
1: that we We, I now know a lot more about Call of Duty than I ever thought
2: I would.
0: <laughs> and you still play Warzone with us now, which is awesome.
2: Dude, truck's for the win. Uh, truck, gang. truck gang. Truck gang.
0: I still gotta edit that footage when I get my PC back. Truck gang.
1: Dude, it's gonna be great. That that was great. The feeling when you hit someone, and then you jump out and you finish him off, like, oh,
0: So good. <laughs> or you do this, you roll over him once, and then you roll backwards.
1: <laughs> that too. When, when, uh, when we, well, yeah, you guys weren't there when I got my, the, the kill I was most proud of. Because you guys were messing around, area and I went, and I was way after you guys, and the squad came out again. And so I rammed into all of them, and I downed two
2: of them. I'm so proud. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: But, yeah, uh, that was that was interesting. Now you'll know a lot more about Call of Duty. Now the audience might know more about Call of Duty. Uh, let us know if what you should... know.
1: If you don't know more about Call of Duty and you're in the audience, I'm a little scared because... I expect this from Ryan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For real, though. It was uh, unexpected. But yeah, hopefully you enjoyed uh, this episode of Dumb Aces. Hopefully you like, if you like the new formula we're going for, where one person kind of dominates the whole conversation while the other two just kind of come in every now and then, let us know. If there's topics you want us to cover, leave it in the comments on the video section. Leave a review wherever you're listening to this from. Uh, But yeah, hopefully you all enjoyed. Uh, This is Ryan, Michael, and Marcus, and we are signing off. Goodbye.
1: Bye. Yeah.